1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Uh
0: mobilecom Let's do this. Let's bring in Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Ryan, how you been? What's going on, Bill? Doing pretty well. Good to hear. Good to hear. Um, so l- let me ask you, the-, the last time these two teams met, how much should we take from it i guess is the best way to put it i'm looking at so i i look i said 35 20 packers get a win Uh, a lot of the same things are going to happen in my opinion it's not like you're going into a hostile environment you're playing at a you know a a fanless soldier field so i don't really even though the bears have played better i still don't think the bears are the team that many people are starting to believe they are you know what i mean i mean
1: during this Recent uptick for the Bears offense. They've played the Jaguars, they've played the Vikings, they've played the Texans and the Lions. So we're not talking about a murderer's row of defenses here. Um, You know, it was just it was just a month ago, and I get that a lot can happen in a month, a lot can change in a month, especially this year, 2020. It's like uh, every day's a month, but it's only a month. It, It was not that long ago, and. The Packers waxed the Bears at Lambeau Field. Um, the score was nowhere near as close, no, not nor as indicative of, of what the game actually was. It was one team that was far superior than the other, and I get that the Bears didn't have Akeem Hicks, and on Sunday they'll have Akeem Hicks, and that does make a difference. Um, but I just I have a hard time thinking it makes that big of a difference. Uh, the way that this Packers team is playing. Um, it's it, it's it's going to be thirteen and three again, most likely, just like last season. But it's a much better team than last season. So I I, I just, I, yeah. How much do you make? I, I I don't think that you can forget the fact that they just they just blew them out a month ago.
0: I uh, I, I look at the way the Packers did it last time: one hundred and sixty-three yards in the run game between Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. Now you add into the mix A.J. Dillon. I, I, you know, the old adage is how you only have one football, uh, and you've got all three guys playing pretty well. Jamal Williams obviously coming back from uh, from injury, but um, how do you think? How do you see the spread around, so to speak? Uh, I, I mean, I think still Aaron Jones is your cash cow, but between Jamal Williams and AJ Dillon, how do you see that working out in the in the backfield? I,
1: I wish I knew. I have no idea. That That's going to be really fascinating, Bill, because there's only one football, and there's three of those guys that they want to get that football to. Um, and it's, you know, like like Matt Lafleur said earlier this week, it, it's a good problem to have. It's a luxury because, effectively, you're always going to have a, a fresh running back to throw at a, at a defense. Um, so you don't have to – you know, you can wear on a defense and even more for four quarters when you keep – those legs fresh. I just, I don't know how they're going to, it's going to be really interesting because they can't, they can't just put AJ Dillon back to the back burner again after what he did last week. Uh, he's, he's a playmaker. He makes them better. He's got to be on the field. Jamal Williams does certain things better than any of the other two. He's the best pass blocker. Uh, he's quite possibly the best receiver. I mean, he, he, you know, he led the team in touchdown catches last year. So, it's it's just – it's tough. I, I, I don't know how they're going to do it, but at the end of the day, it's a really good problem to have.
0: Um, with A.J. Dillon, the way he ran – and, again, I it, tremendous. I'm, I'm glad to see him run the ball extremely well and get his opportunities. But I, I'm i kind of pumping the brakes a little bit on the, hey, it's no big deal. Get rid of Aaron Jones. Get rid of Jamal Williams. you got A.J. Dillon. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: it's, it's certainly – Saying it's no big deal would be uh, exaggerative. Uh, no question about that. Um, it is a big deal because if you can just allow yourself to envision what a, a backfield might look like with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon for an entire season, um, you've got a lot of lightning and thunder there, and you've got you've got a lot of explosiveness and, and, and di- dynamic playmaking ability. Um, the problem is that. The cap is a big deal in the NFL, and there are things that you can absolutely do to manipulate the cap. But at the end of the day, you've got you, you to fit under the cap. I mean, it, it, there's only so much you can do, and this is a team that spent a lot of money to retain its own from Aaron Rodgers a couple years ago, the, the massive deal he got, to David Bakhtiari, to Kenny Clark, and to go out and, and spend in the free agent market with Zedaria Smith, with Preston Smith, uh, at some point the cap runs out so uh no it's 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 very much a big deal in a perfect ideal world you would very much want to have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon sh- split a backfield together um but it's it's tough to see just considering that Aaron Jones is a dynamic superstar talent that on the open market's going to get top dollar because he deserves top dollar and at a fraction of the cost you might be able to have A.J. Dillon and, and Jamal Williams back in your backfield and that's pretty good backfield in its own right. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how Brian Gutekunst values that, that position and, and, and kind of keeping that trio together.
0: There is, um, as much as I like what Jamal Williams does and even what I saw at A.J. Dillon, there's not that extra gear that extra into it that extra hop that extra step that extra burst i mean it's just it, to the eyeball test you can clearly see that aaron jones is a difference maker and and those guys can be you know really quality supporting cast so um i, I mean I, I understand that uh, there's a whole monetary situa- situation that the packers have to work on but uh but to say goodbye to aaron jones would not be an easy pill to swallow. You know what I mean? Especially with the relationship that he's grown with uh, Aaron Rodgers and the way he's performed in picking up blitzes and become so much better a receiver. Uh, that would be a tough pill to swallow. There's no question. Even look at Sunday night.
1: A.J. Dillon had a phenomenal game. He had a 30-yard touchdown on fourth and inches. He ran over the entire Tennessee Titans defense from the five-yard line for a second touchdown. I mean, it was... It was a freakish play. I mean, there was no, he had no business getting into the end zone. He just bowled over three, four guys, five yards. And yet it was Aaron Jones who changed the game after the Titans had, had pulled close with that long run down the sideline. They, they needed a play, and he's the one that delivered it. And that's the thing that you get with Aaron Jones that you don't get with anyone else is that at any point, whenever he touches the football, he, he is Barry Bonds in the, in the box. Any pitch can get, go, go out of the yard. A, any, any play could be a home run. That's what Aaron Jones gives you that no one else does. So um, that, that's, that's the tough thing. But again, it's, it's just it's a money thing. I, I, I don't know if they're going to be able to, to, to do it. Uh, certainly there's other sacrifices that they would ha- absolutely have to be, be, be making to do it, starting with starting over again in the secondary. Um, now, you can say, you know, on paper, Kevin King versus Aaron Jones. There's no, there's no question who's the better player. I mean, one's a, a pro bowler and the other is, is often hurt. Um, but Kevin King's a very good corner. And if you don't have him, you are starting over at one of the game's most important positions again. You have Jair Alexander and a lot of question marks. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's a, there's a full 30,000-foot view that they've got to make of this roster. And, and maybe that includes tagging Aaron Jones. By all means, that he's a guy that they want back on this team. It's just it's not going to be an easy thing to do.
0: Time with Ryan Ward of the Green Bay Press Gazette. You bring up the defensive side of the football. Savage has played extremely well. Really, you go back to like Week Ten and beyond. He has been uh, he has been really really solid. You Jair Alexander we know about Kevin King. Uh, at times he's had his issues, but for the most part, uh, it, it's become one of the better secondaries in football. And I think Adrian Amos. We don't talk about him, but he's just a stabilizer. I mean, he's not dynamic, he's not great, but he's very much a stabilizer. Now you're starting to see the linebackers get in get in on, on the action. You're starting to see Rashawn Gary become a real force, not necessarily statistically, but more so getting push. Kenny Clark always has. Darius is roaming around. Do you start to see get the sense that this defense, after going to Mike Pettin, saying simplify it, that all of a sudden this thing's starting to gel and maybe hit the ground running at the right time? I
1: don't know how you can make any other thought and formulate any other opinion after what you saw last, last Sunday. I think going into that game, it was very much an open question of, okay, how much of this is just a byproduct of, you know, they've, they've looked good against the Bears until the fourth quarter. They, they, they just they sacked the crap out of the Eagles, but everyone's sacking the Eagles. I mean, it's a terrible offensive line, and Carson Wentz looks broken. So the fact that they had seven sacks against the Eagles, okay, that, that's what they should do. They played well against Matthew Stafford and the Lions, but it's it, it's the Lions. So there was still that question of how do they how do they pair up against a really good offense? And the Titans are nothing short of a really good offense. Thirty-one points per game coming in. Derek Henry, and not just Derek Henry, because they got Corey Davis and AJ Brown, Johnny Smith, and Ryan Tannehill. I Me, mean, they got playmakers on that offense. And for them to hold them to fourteen points, and really they were they were one very well designed and executed. From Ryan Tannehill away from just seven points um, because that, that, that play, the, the design of that play, the execution, of that play was flawless. Those mm-hmm. things are going to happen. The fact that they played that well against the Titans, I, I don't think that you can look at this defense as anything else other than late in the season. It's coming into its own. It's much better than it was two, three months ago. There's no question about that. The pass rush is back. Darnell Savage Jr. If you invert his seasons, if he had four touchdowns in the first month of the season, instead of the past month, he's a pro bowler. So, you know, he's coming on as a young guy, and, uh, you know, at all levels, it's, it's been a defense that has gotten better and better.
0: Um, before I let you go, I asked a question earlier, and this is something we'll get into a little bit more next week once uh, kind of the playoff scenarios uh, map out, but what team do you feel is best equipped to come into Lambeau Field once the postseason gets underway and knock the Packers off?
1: You know, I think it's probably either the Bucks. Or the Seahawks. The Bucks, because I, I get the whole cold weather thing for Tampa, but it's Tom Brady, and it's a good defense. And a good defense travels in the cold weather. Uh, that's, that's one of the, the – you know, a run game and good defense you, you can expect to travel even in the cold. Tom Brady, he's not scared of the cold. I mean, uh, he, he's, he, he's lived his entire professional life in the cold. And then I, I, I think anybody in this, in this conference that has to go against Russell Wilson is going to find a tough out. Russell Wilson's the type of player that can just go off and ruin a season. And, frankly, he almost did that in the divisional round last year. I think the Packers are a better team than the Seahawks. I don't. I think that that's been established. But Russell Wilson's just one of those guys, and I know he's never won at Lambeau Field before, but he's just one of those guys who, if he has the right day, you don't want to see him. So th- those would be the two teams that, you know, um, but here's the reality as far as I see it for the Packers. They're not a fluky number one seed if they win this week. It's not a fluke. On paper, they're the best team in the conference. That's where they're going into the postseason with. It means they could lose. They lost in 2011 when they were the best team in the conference. You've seen this happen before. doesn't mean it's a guarantee or a lock, but it's where you want to be sitting going into the postseason. You want to feel confident and comfortable that you are, in fact, the best team in the conference, and I think that they can feel that way.
0: Great stuff, as always. Uh, we'll talk again next week as uh, we start to effort towards the postseason and uh, kind of figure out who's playing who and where and when and who the next opponent's going to be for the Packers. Ryan, great stuff, as always, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. There you go. Ryan Wood, Green Bay Press-Gazette, PackersNews.com. You can find him on Twitter, at Ryan Wood at Ryan Wood. Joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been getting it done. Call them 844-PRIDE to go to SchneiderJobs.com.